Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Spooling Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I am joined by Jihei Wiley and Brandon Deutsch. Jihei, how are you doing, my friend? You know what? If I was the weather right now, I'd feel really crappy, but uh, I am not. So uh, it is a still a beautiful day here in Southern California. So happy Monday, everybody! Happy Monday, Brandon. How are we doing? Yeah, not not too great. I mean, I had an excellent weekend. I celebrated my girlfriend's birthday. You know, watching the Angels take two out of three was super cool. Um, you know, now now covering the team away from being a fan. No bias aside, uh, you want you want to see him make the playoffs. Yeah, and they're only a few games back now, which is cool. They have a huge series in te- in Texas starting today, and they've never been able to beat Texas. So we'll see what happens if they revert back to the norm or if they step up and. You know, we'll see if Trap can start hitting. He's hitting about 250. But over, other than that, I'm just so mad about the NBA Finals. I mean, <laughs> the, the Heat going into this series, Gabe Vincent, Max Drews, Duncan Robinson were excellent. Gabe Vincent and Max Drews combined for like two or four points the other day. Like, what are we doing? That was the game wow. to win. If they're toast. They're going to lose tonight. I, I might not even watch tonight's game. It might be a wipeout. I'm not even kidding. Like, it, what a terrible NBA Finals. Congrats to the Nuggets. They deserve I always knew the Nuggets would win, but I thought it would be six or seven games. Like, I didn't think it would be five. Like, I wanted the Heat to show something and win one at home, but they couldn't do it, Arash. Very yeah, I disappointed mean, with them. When the Heat found a way to tie up the series <clears throat> and win a game two, that's when I thought, okay, here we go. You know, this is a Heat team that's really shown a lot of fight, a lot of... Uh, you know, ability to come back against teams that have been heavily favored. You know, you go down, uh, you know, the, the first round series against the top seed Milwaukee and the Knicks and Boston. And, and again, when they tied the series in one game two, coming back the way they did, you thought at least, at least they would, uh, you know, win one in Miami. And again, to your point, push it to six games, perhaps. But the postseason, both the NBA and the National Hockey League, could be over by Tuesday again. Two of the South Florida teams, the Florida Panthers, the Florida Panthers are down um, 3-1 in their series to Las Vegas. And again, the, the big thing there, I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights blowing out Florida in the first two games. 
Uh, they lost game two in overtime, 3-2. They held on to win uh, game four, 3-2. And I'm not saying that game five will be a blow on, on Tuesday, but uh, you know, hard to imagine Florida coming back and finding a way to win. But the big thing, again, you mentioned tonight, the Denver Nuggets have a chance to win their first ever uh, championship tonight against the Heat. It looks like it will happen. You know, the one, the one thing that we have to, to talk about, guys, is how historically great perhaps this team could be. You know, when, when you look at it, the one thing that was missing from the resume of Nikola Jokic was a championship. And this looks like it'll be the first of perhaps a few he gets. Um this run that they've had, though, again, if they are to close out tonight, the Heat in five, sweeping the Lakers in the previous series, just really looking dominant throughout this this postseason. Brandon, if this series is over tonight, we kind of really have to talk about this team as, as a, again, you know, they're not a top 10 team all time, but, I mean, this has been a great run. Yeah, I think, you know, you have the best player in the NBA, and I think it makes a lot of media members who voted for Embiid look really dumb. Um, their main argument was Jokic, he hasn't had the playoff success, right? When in reality, the one time he had Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, Murray fully healthy, he lost to a dominant Lakers team that won the championship. That was the only team that beat them that year. Like, let's be real. Once they started hitting their stride, Every year before that was incremental developments, you know, second round, first round, you know, like get Jokic wasn't that guy yet. He was becoming that guy, what he is now. And I think now it's just it's just a full-fledged machine, this team. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. hasn't hit a three in like four games, and they're still winning. I mean, yeah. that's a guy they relied on for four or five threes. Um, you know, Jamal Murray struggled with his jumper last game. Aaron Gordon stepped up. It's kind of... So I wouldn't say that he's exactly similar to the Lakers series because they shot like 50% from three in that series and are shooting 30% from three in this series. Everyone plays better against the Lakers, of course. Um, but I feel like it is the same in the sense where guys are stepping up. Christian Brown, who didn't, who we didn't see much in the Lakers series or at all, right? Aaron Gordon, who really didn't have a good series against the Lakers, but he had one good game that last game, uh, game four. But now he's had an excellent series against the Heat. Um, Bruce Brown, he played great against the Lakers, playing even better against the, the Heat. I feel like this is one of those things where they're so hungry, they've been doubted, they were disrespected, people weren't seen as really a contender, even though they were the one seed and played excellent ball all year long. They have championship players, KCP, Bruce Brown, you know, it's Christian Brown now getting some minutes. I think we're going to see Peyton Watson develop next year. Uh, this is a team that really wants it, and they're going to get this championship, and they could very well win again next year. G.A., when you've uh, looked I, at this, yeah, tell me what you think so far. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say, I, I unless something drastic happens, right, in um, in Game 5, I just love being right. Uh, that's <laughs> right. It's so great. Um, again, unless something drastic happens, because you know what? The Heat are that team that has that grit. They have that heart. Um, we've seen that, you know, all series long in the, in the East for them. Um, so I, I'm not saying that this is going to definitely happen because it hasn't yet. Right. So until Tuesday happens and, um, Denver wins, um, wins it in five, I'm, I'm trying to knock on wood on this, one. but Brandon's absolutely right when it comes to the support, right. That, um, Jokic has with his teammates when, you know, when two guys can't show up, the rest of the team shows up when, you know, um, 
when your bench players aren't doing well or whatever, like the rest of the team. It's just, they are just a very well-oiled team machine. And that's kind of what, and it's interesting to me too, that they are defensively not obviously the greatest. And we knew that going into this series, Um, but yet they're still dominating right on the offensive end and kind of making an argument for that. So um, what, with Denver, I think that this is just obviously it was an inevitable. It was inevitable. Um, I thought it was phenomenal that Miami got one in Denver. I thought that they would get one or two. I thought that they would get one in Miami. I thought yeah. they'd go into Miami going zero and two, and then um, get Game Three, and then maybe even contend for Game Four. But I mean, let's get real. Joker's just a beast. It doesn't matter. Like he's he's gonna get his. It's uh, this team. This is what they needed, right? They needed to have that support and all of them be healthy. Um, and this team kind of come together as one, which they've already done in this series. Um, and speaking of coming together as one, man, Vegas is ridiculous. Yeah. They're ridiculous. It just goes to show you that Bully Ball Florida means nothing. Yeah. Um, they Florida's been trying to be the enforcers this whole entire time. And it worked for them for one game. Good for them. But the rest of this series, it's been just... So obvious that Vegas is the dominant team. So I just, I, I thought that they were going to sweep. I'm not going to lie to you just yeah. because of the way that they have been playing. Um, and the way that they've been playing this whole entire time, right? Um, dominating the West, the West and, um, and, and dominating Florida for the most part. Um, I mean, that, that game sticks to win the West was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I watched, I was, you and I, Arash, were watching that in Vegas. You had a better view than I did. <laughs> but, um, but we, you were, they, they, six to nothing. I mean, six to nothing. And not only that, GA, so I mean, they had a three game run there where they win game six of the conference finals to win the West, six zero. Uh, game one of the Stanley Cup final, I think it was six to two. Game three, seven to two. I mean, they, again, They've absolutely dominated Florida. Uh, again, to your point, Florida got one. It was 3-2 in overtime. So, again, I mean, they kind of found a way, stole one game. Vegas comes back, hard-fought victory, 3-2 in game four. We could have two, what they call it, a gentleman sweep. You know, when <laughs> when a team is so dominant during the course of a series, but they find a way to, to lose one game, it's, you know, generally thought of as a gentleman sweep. Because here's the thing. The the Heat found a way to steal game two, and, and Denver had a double-digit lead in game two, lost. Again, give credit to Florida for that one victory. Give credit to the Heat. For that one victory but what we've seen so far going into these two respective game fives in the nba finals on monday in the stanley cup final on tuesday it is very clear who the better team is i mean there's no doubt about it the more talented team the deeper team the better team and by the way we do have to talk about this it is an incredible run for the heat and the panthers both teams from uh south florida both the eighth seed. So again, I mean, yeah. no knock on these teams. They've, they've gone to this point. They've gone to this point where they've pushed their themselves from the eighth seed, where you get in on the last day of the season, effectively, with the Heat. They lose their first play-in tournament game. They're down in the fourth quarter of the second do-or-die play-in tournament game. They win that. They go into to the postseason. So both of these runs, again, Florida Panthers, 
beat the top seed in the league, a historically great Boston team. And then you go to the other side with the Heat beating the top seed in the league, the Milwaukee Bucks. And so, again, both of these teams have had incredible journeys. They both, however, have gone up against the best teams. And there's no doubt about it. The Denver Nuggets have been the best team this postseason in in Vegas as well. Again, when you look at these final scores of, you know, the first two games of the Stanley Cup final, and you just touched on the GA to win the West in an elimination game on the road to beat a team six to zero is unheard of. So yeah, GA, I mean, you picked it. I, I think what we have here, and again, that's what they call it, two gentlemen sweeps. Yeah, I was really, again, I was really hoping, I'm kind of on Brandon's side on this one. I was hoping for more, just yeah. as a fan, right? I think everybody's hoping for more, right? The networks are hoping for more. The, everybody's yeah. hoping for a game six or a game seven. But at the same time, I mean, you you have to see how dominant these guys are, both, both right? Both Las Vegas and uh, Denver. So I just, yeah, gentlemen, sweep, here we come. So, Brandon, yeah. going into next season, and again, we can still touch on what's happening now, but I think that the big key is when you talk about teams being deep in a time period where you have the cap and things like that, what the Denver is doing, the team that they have, can they keep them together? Is, is this the beginning like, of a long run, or is this uh, you know, a great run, great postseason, but now as you look towards next season, are you worried about a couple of teams? Um, look, I think a lot of it is, by the way, the draft is coming fast approaching. Yeah. It's going to come right after the season on the 22nd week from, uh, next Thursday. Um, but I think that's going to dictate a lot. What's going to happen with that third overall pick this Portland trade, it becomes somewhat of a threat in the West. Um, you know, obviously they're not going to do anything, even if they get a Paul George or a Siakam, they're still going to be at, at best an eight seed. And they should really rebuild. I don't know why they're pandering to Damian Lillard. They should trade him um, and rebuild. Uh, but at the same time, I think that's going to dictate a lot, right? I think the Lakers are set up for a 50-plus win season next year, and that's going to be important for them, too. Who are they going to take at 17? You know, next year is effectively the last year they can win a championship with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Plain and simple. He's not going to be winning championships in his 40s, right? I mean... Straight up, unless he, unless they get somebody else and he becomes a, you know, fourth or fifth option, yeah, perhaps. But you know, as one of the top three guys on a team, he the, next year is going to have to be the year. So I think they have a good chance. Denver obviously has a good chance. Uh, again, um, in the this is for the West specifically. The East, obviously, Boston will be back. I think they have experience. They'll be a team to beat. Milwaukee with their new coach, uh, you know, Griffin. They'll they'll be a team to beat. It's going to be a lot of the same stuff. I do expect OKC to make a leap and make the playoffs. You know, teams like the Pelicans, if Zion's ever healthy, although Zion has other things to worry about right now, which we won't get yeah. into on air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs to focus on basketball. Let's really quick, that. really quick about that. Just as a just as an aside for everyone out there. Just because you slide into DM doesn't mean someone can't screenshot that. I'm always amazed that athletes who want to slide into the DMs of, uh, it really, it doesn't matter what your profession is, whether you're an adult film star, whoever you are, uh, DMing someone, uh, is, is, listen, you may think it's secretive. Uh, as we've learned time and time again, people can screenshot that stuff. So, um, 
feel yeah, bad, guys, the internet feel is bad forever. for these guys. Exactly, right? Yeah, so, the internet I mean, is forever. I think people can Google Zion and figure what he's going through right now. But listen, you want to slide into the DMs of someone, uh, just know that doesn't mean they can't screenshot that. Well, that also was Snapchat, right? He was like doing this via oh, Snapchat. I he forgot. wasn't doing this via, yeah, Either he was doing way. this via Snapchat. Yeah. Hence why like he thought that it was going to go away. But right. again, guys, the internet is forever. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah, no, but basically, no, for sure. For sure. It always, but I, I think part of the thing is, is like, what are they really going to post it? Because now he's going to sue uh, Mariah Mills and whatever. I mean, because she. Well, what would he sue for though? I guess exposing private conversations. I don't think, I don't that, think that's, that's a valid that's, thing. Yeah, I, don't I don't think, think it's a valid. If I was attorney, I wouldn't go down that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. Because he 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 put himself out there, and that's yeah. they're not private. You make a good point, Arash. So I mean, I'm just saying he's going to probably try. That's what they all do, right? Like they all try the to thing. do it. The, the damage has been done, and people are going to yeah. move on. This is to your point, Brandon. Why we're not going to get into it too much. This isn't a story that you're going to see on TV. This is a story you'll see on cl clutch points on TikTok, yeah. on other like outlets like that whatever it's embarrassing it's not against the law it's just an unfortunate situation that again depending on how you get your news the majority of people don't just get their news on traditional like outlets so again it's not hard to google him and figure out the the, the uh predicament he's in again not illegal embarrassing but again good rule of thumb like even text messages, but at least text messages, you're kind of thinking like, maybe that's not my number or whatever. If it's a Twitter DM, if it's a Snapchat DM, I don't know how all that works. You can screen grab everything. So folks, like, just be smart about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Something I'll add is like the Pelicans, you know, they still have Brandon Ingram. They didn't even make the playoffs, right? There's a ton, Houston as he may Doka, right? Like there's a ton of competition in the West. The East is more like, okay, it's going to be Cleveland, New York, right? The next um who else uh milwaukee i already said boston and philadelphia that's really gonna be it right like I, no one else is for, in miami right like no one else is gonna i can't see any team taking a substantial leap i really can't yeah. maybe maybe detroit with monty williams but that would just be to make the plan or orlando to make the plan like they're not gonna win a championship right so we're gonna see a lot of the same in the east i wouldn't be surprised if we see two completely different teams in the western conference finals next year um you know with the way the west is going so i think it's gonna be a competitive year in the nba a lot of it rides on the offseason starts on the nba draft with a lot of playoff teams that went deep in the playoffs heat 18th overall pick lakers 17th overall pick a lot of big-time picks in that draft, so it's going to be really important to see what happens. By the way, guys, I'm really looking forward to the Summer League. Hope we, we're all back there. I'm a little bummed. Again, um, listen, uh, Victor Wembanyama will be playing, but I, I now uh, reports are he will be making his debut at the Sacramento Summer League, which the Spurs will be involved in. Again, the Las Vegas Summer League is the big one. That's where all the teams play in that one. Some teams get a little bit of a head start and uh, they go to Sacramento. You kind of want to just see the first time Victor Wembanyama takes the court uh, in a Spurs uniform. So, but um, I mean, that the electricity in the crowds for that game in particular. And again, I was in Vegas a year ago when he was there with his uh, team. Um, and listen, this, this, the excitement in Vegas for that. Again, Scoot Henderson will be there um, as well. 
Brandon, this summer league is shaping up to be a really good one. And again, it's always a good time when you see these players take the court for the first time. But there's something different about Victor Wembanyama, though. Absolutely. Uh, you know, hopefully he'll be playing there as well. I know it won't be his first time. Um, that'll be fun. Scoot Henderson, obviously. Brandon Miller, we'll, we're going to see what he does and what he can do. There's just a lot of good players. There's depth, right? We're going to see a lot of guys step up. I know Keegan Murray last year was a guy who stepped up and ended up having a good season in the NBA. Um, but yeah, it's going to be very fun. Remember, the NBA never stops. It's like the NFL with training camp and all that stuff. The NBA has a really cool system with the summer league where we can see players develop. The season really isn't over till late July. And then it starts up again in October, right? Because we have the draft and summer league. So the NBA is super cool about that. Yeah, and I know Jihei, listen, Jihei, like anytime you can make a trip out to Vegas, right? You're t- totally down. I am definitely going to try. That is, for, that is for sure. I mean, we went uh, we went last year, so it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and, be, and being able to see all that, you know, new talent is also a treat as well. I'm just a little concerned for Victor just as far as the weight is concerned. Yeah. Um, it, he's... I'm not saying he's going to get bullied and he's not going to get bullied, but it's going to be kind of on the difficult side as far as that's concerned. I think a lot of people have that concern as well, um, just because I've seen him get bullied down there just in the league that he's playing currently. So that that's my only concern. But other than that, I mean, this kid's going to be a stud. He's going to be a star. It's already automatic. Ale Victor Wembenyama. He's going to be a star, as your mom would say. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, very looking forward to that. Uh, all right, let's leave it there for now. We have a lot to get into. Uh, uh, we'll leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Grant Mona of the Sporting Tribune. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Los Angeles and Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. nothing more valuable it's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited to get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, we just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii. Call our hotline, 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline right now and join our good friend of the Sporting Tribune. I can proudly say that because you regularly read him there. Great job with the three takeaways, as well as Brandon as well, of course. Grant Mona, Grant, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Uh, Two Florida teams are on the verge of uh, being eliminated. And uh, actually, both of them I'm pretty excited about because I like to see teams get their first title. So. I'm pretty excited for both of them. 
So let's start with the Denver Nuggets. Again, we touched on it in the first segment. We could be getting two gentleman sweeps in two days. Uh, again, two game fives. And again, two dominant performances by these two teams. The Denver Nuggets have clearly been the far superior team, the more talented team, the deeper team. Same with Las Vegas. Before we talk about the Vegas Golden Knights, let's talk about the NBA Finals. Grant, what's really stood out to you? Again, everyone's talking about Jokic and what it'll mean for him to win his first title. And does, does that put him in, you know, the conversation for, uh, you know, t- top uh, 15, top 20, whatnot. Uh, what has maybe surprised you or what's been your biggest takeaway so far? I think for me, you know, I, I said this in the podcast in our finals preview was that the, the bench had to step up because we didn't see that in the Western Conference final for Denver. And the bench has certainly stepped up. Um, you know, you see guys like Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown is probably the best player on the floor. I know N- Nikola Jokic had an insane stat line and he had one of his lower games. Uh, Jamal Murray had a really good game, but Bruce Brown was kind of the one that closed the deal for Denver. And you know, in the Western Conference Finals, he was probably the only bench player that performed. Now you have guys like uh, Christian Brown is performing for Denver. Um, you have guys like Jeff Green that is performing good for Denver that you did not see in the Western Conference Finals. That's a reason why they're able to pull away. They're able to hold leads with Nikola Jokic off the floor. Um, Nikola Jokic had four or five fouls in the in the fourth quarter, and that Nuggets bench just held the lead. You know, they, they held every uh, Miami Heat run, and I think that's one of the big keys to why this team is, like you said, so deep. Um, they can beat you in so many ways. They can bring guys off the bench that – you, know, you don't expect to get 15 plus a night, but Bruce Brown can do that for you and he's going to get paid. Um, and the Miami, the Miami Heat bench just hasn't performed the way they have. The role players haven't performed the way they have in, in series past. I mean, Gabe Vincent had a few good games in this series, but that's not going to cut it. They needed a big game from him basically every game. Uh, Caleb Martin has had his struggles in this series as well. That's a big part of why they're even in the finals. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler can only do so much, and he's had some bad games too. So if you have a couple off games for the Miami Heat and you have some good games by the bench for the Denver Nuggets, it's it's not a recipe for success for Miami. So, you know, for Denver, I think, you know, at this point, don't get complacent. You know, you, you got to understand that this is the NBA Finals still. You can't, yeah, I know you're up three to one, but you got to seal the deal here because if you let the Miami Heat get to three to two and then you go back home to Miami, you don't. You never want to do that. You always want to close it out at home, and you know that's something that the Lakers, you, you Laker fans, know this. That you want to close it at home. Yeah. You want to get it done as quick as possible. So I think for Denver, it's not getting complacent. For Miami, it's just look, give it your all. We just got news that Tyler Hero may play tonight, which is actually a big development. I know. I don't think it'll push them over oh, the edge, he, but he is going to play. It's new oh, report okay, from Woj. From Woj, expected to play. Yeah. There you go. So so you know you add a fifteen. I, you know I don't know how he's going to look. Kind of got to see. But, you know, adding a guy that can score 20 points a game off the bench is is essential for them. I know it's kind of late, but at this point, you can take anything you can get. Laker. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> D'Angelo Russell for Tyler Hero, baby. No, I'm but, kidding. I but, Grant, like just because you've been watching it, and I've been obviously tracking it, I'm headed to Vegas uh, tonight, is... The Vegas Golden Knights. Again, uh, two close games in Florida. Florida was able to win in overtime game three, three, two. Vegas uh, found a way to get to win game four. 
But Grant, the, the two games in Vegas were not even close. I mean, we, we touched on it in the first segment, how they closed out the Western Conference Finals on the road, six to nothing. Game one of the Stanley Cup Final in Vegas, they won six two. Game two of the Stanley Cup Final, seven to two. I mean, I don't see a scenario where Vegas loses this game. That being said, I was in Vegas when they had a chance to close out the Stars in game five, did not, just looked flat. I think they'll remember that. I think they'll remember how they were not able to close out at home and they're going to put the foot on the gas and find a way to close out. You're, yeah, yeah, you've, you've been hot on this team. You've, you've said that they were going to win the whole thing this season. Your thoughts on the Vegas Golden Knights? Yeah, the, the Nuggets and the Golden Knights are, are pretty similar in the fact that they have a lot of depth. They have a team that's trying to win their first title. They've had success in years past. And the Golden Knights, look, like you said, they remember everything that's happened. They remember their first title appearance. They remember, you know, I know they don't have a lot of guys. They have, what, five guys coming back from the from the first title appearance, something like that. But, you know, they remember that game against the Stars in Game 5 where they did come out flat. They, they, I think that this Knights team is much like the Nuggets team where they'll remember it and then they'll come out better the next time. And I think the Golden Knights, for them, it's just putting your foot on the pedal, man. This Panthers team, I mean... I, there's so many times in the, in that last game where I just thought that the Panthers were going to come back and tie the game. I mean, the Golden Knights were up three to nothing, and the Panthers made it three to two, and almost yeah. got, they got a couple shots on goal there in the last couple minutes. So they're not going to back down. They're just like the Miami. This is such a, a similar series across sports. It's it's actually kind of cool. But you know, for the Golden Knights, put your foot on the pedal. Don't get complacent. Much like the Nuggets. Um, you know, you're playing on your home ice. I really desperately want the Knights to win on their home floor or home ice, I should yeah. say. That would be so amazing for, for the city of Vegas. I, I'm kind of afraid for the city of Vegas because after this game, I don't know what's going to happen on the strip. I have no idea. It's probably going to be raucous up there. So um, I'm very excited. I think that the team knows what's at stake. I mean, this is a, a chance to cement your Vegas legacy, right? This is a chance for... You know, March assault to cement his legacy. This is a chance for Martinez. He came over from the Kings to cement his legacy as well. And you have guys like Aiden Hill that has have been excellent. You know, they've been excellent in, in this playoff stretch. So for me, I think for the Vegas Knights, it's don't get complacent. Put your foot on the pedal. Um, know what kind of talent the Florida Panthers have. They're not going to back down. They're not going to let you know keel over. They're going to come at you and they're going to try to push this to a to another game. So for the Vegas Knights, I, I'm very excited. Um, I want to see a Vegas title on their home rink, and, and I think it happens tonight. You know what? By the way, I, I need to show you guys something. I, I uh, know we're, we're not together, but I got this very cool thing. Before game five tonight, victory goggles. <laughs> you, you know what this is like when you have the, uh, the uh, championship. So I think on back-to-back nights, guys, <laughs> you're going to have the victory goggles. Look at oh, that. Those yeah, are right? sweet. Those oh, look like God. the Vision Pros. <laughs> yeah, you got a little early prototype there. Right? Well, exactly. Early pro, $3,500, baby. I would, that's some some people's rent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask Grant about the Angels because, you know, they had a, a good week, 5-1 and one at home. Um, they really dominated a really good pitcher, Logan Gilbert, yesterday. Trout still isn't hitting. His average is down to 250. I mean, it's his worst season ever, and they're still finding ways to win, which shows the depth of this team. But there's two things they cannot do. Consistently beat the Rangers and the Astros, especially when both of those teams are good. They have a huge series, four-game series against Texas right now starting today. Tyler Anderson on the mound, who hasn't been good at all. Fly ball pitcher in Texas, not a good combination. Um, 
Let's see what happens. But Grant, what are your thoughts going into the series? They're five games over. They're only a couple games back of Houston and only six and a half back of Texas. I know it seems like a lot, but I mean, six and a half back with how many games to go? I mean, it's an eternity to go. And this is a huge series for them. I think they know that too. I think that they know that this series is pretty crucial for where they stand. Look, we're we're a month or so away from the trading deadline, um, and you know we know that the Angels. There have been rumors about oh, should they trade Shohei? Should they you know look for? Should they look to sell? I don't think they should look to sell at this point. They're playing their best baseball of the year. They should look to buy. And this series can maybe shift that thought. Right? You can go into Texas even if you don't win the series, but you play competitive against Texas in Texas, that's a good sign for the Angels, right? It's it's a progress thing with the Angels, as opposed to the Dodgers, where it's like, you're expecting to win all the time. You're expecting to be one of the elite organizations, the elite teams. With the Angels, it's a work in progress, right? I know you have a lot of depth. I know you have two stars, but you know, this team, I didn't expect them to be great immediately. I expected them to get better over time. And look, the Rangers just lost two out of three to the Rays. So I know that they're going to be hungry, but they threw their best arms. They threw Nathan Navaldi on Saturday. They threw Martin Perez yesterday and the Rays took care of them. Now the Angels are going to face the back end of that rotation, which is good for the Angels. You know, they they need to face, I know that they're going to face a good team, but they're facing the, the latter part of that rotation, which is good for them. Um, I know it's in Texas and Corey Seager has been going off. I know he's going to play great. Uh, but for the Angels, I think it's this. You Your offense has to show up. I know that their pitching is probably going to be decent. They have to limit the, those Texas bats. The Texas lineup is one of the best in the league. Um, they almost took two out of three from the Rays, but... Uh, for them, I think it's just the offense has to show up. Mike Trout has to show up in this series. I know you said that they're getting by without him, but they're going to need him now. It, against the good teams, he can't play like that. He's got to break out of his slump, and I think you know that. Um, I think the bullpen's been pretty good. Carlos Estevez at the back of the pen, one of the best closers in the league. Um, you know, Matt Moore's coming back. I know Ben Joyce got good news on Ben Joyce. You know, he's still 102. We got news that it was only a nerve injury. It wasn't, you know, a Tommy John. So he'll be back. I, I wouldn't say soon, but sooner than we expected. So for the Angels, a lot of things are looking up, but this series in particular, the offense has to show up. I don't know if they do. I, I have to see maybe the first game to, to know that, to see what kind of energy they bring in that first game, especially in such a big series. So uh, I expect it to be such a good series. I'm going to be watching all of it. So it's it's going to be pretty fun. Grant, you and uh, Jake have done a great job on the takeaways on the Dodgers. Uh, you know, listen, they've, they've, they've hit a tough patch. Uh, um, your thoughts on them? I mean, I, again, they're a team that I, I don't think they're going to – look the same after the trade deadline like as they do now. I think they, they have a front office in place that says, hey, listen, the Padres aren't what we thought they were. We're maybe a little bit a little bit better than we thought we were. Your thoughts on how they're playing now, though? Yeah, the, it's such a sh it's a shaky thing because you go into, you know, the Phillies haven't been playing very well and you go into Philadelphia, you know, you feel pretty confident. You have Bobby Miller throwing and that's the only game they win, which is kind of unfortunate, right? And that game, you know, I wrote the takeaways about it. I said, this is what the team should look like consistently. And of course, the next game they go out and they, they aren't consistent. You know, Friday and Sunday, they just throw out duds. And, you know, Sunday, they didn't even have a starting pitcher. They had to use the opener. They had to use the bullpen the entire game. And that's never going to be this, uh, a recipe for success uh, for the Dodgers. I think that, you know, for them, they need to go after an arm. Like you said, after the trade deadline, it's going to look a lot different. I think at this point, the front office sees that, okay, our bats, some guys' bats have been coming around, like J.D. Martinez. Um, you know, David Peralta is getting hot. 
So at this point, the front office is saying, hey, we're a little bit better than we expected. Let's go for it. Like, why not? Let's go for it. I know it's probably not going to be the amount of of stardom in the trade deadline that you probably expect. They're not going to try to go after a, a big name player, but you know, they don't really need a big name player. They just need things around the edge. Like you said, the bullpen, uh, maybe another arm. They don't really need any bats. So, you know, f- for the Dodgers, I just think that it, for them, and they're not going to go for the start. They're not going to trade away big prospects at the deadline. They're going to kind of fix around the edges, uh, see where they're at, you know, just go ahead with this roster. Like I said, in, 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 uh, in shows past, I think that they're just focusing on 2024 as the big splash year. That doesn't mean they're not going to be competitive this year. But I think at this point, you know, they've exceeded expectations, like you said. They're in a little bit of a lull. Every team goes through lulls. They have enough talent to get through this. They have enough talent to compete with anybody. They're only three and a half out of first place. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks have been playing excellent baseball. I mean, they're, yeah. they're playing some of the best baseball I've seen them play in, in a long time. So for the Dodgers, it will be fine. They, they're going to get through this lull. They're going to look for options at the trade deadline. Nothing huge, but things to improve their team around the edges, relief, uh, bullpen, maybe a starting arm. So um, the offense has its issues. You know, Max Muncy, he maybe should be in AAA, but they, like I've said in, in, in articles, they don't really do that. They don't send guys that they give contract extensions to 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 AAA to to figure it out. They just don't, and that's how the Dodgers work. They're gonna, you know, fans have to deal with that. I, I've learned that over the years is that the Dodgers aren't gonna send guy big name guys. I guess big name Max Muncy is a big name, but big name guys down to get work. They're just gonna have them work through it. And I think that this year it's a work through it year. Yeah, by the way, you 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 mentioned it, Brandon JD Martinez. I, didn't, I had no expectations. What an amazing signing that that's been. But yeah, you're right. Listen, I, I would love to see Max Muncy turned around for all the success he's had with the team, but just so frustrating, frustrating this season. What does he have in one one eighty eight, one ninety four? From I yeah, mean, and, below and, and the thing with Max Muncy is that you know he you know last year you could kind of give him some slack because he had the elbow injury and he was kind of recovering from that this year is you know all the reports in the offseason are about oh he's healthy you know he's got you know his full strength back in that arm he's kind of revamped a little bit of his swing and i just it's unfortunate because i haven't seen it you know i haven't seen many adjustments from guys um james outman has regressed uh max muncie has regressed chris taylor has regressed this year um you know even chris taylor was bad last year and he's he hasn't been that good this year as well um, so, you know, there's a lot of guys that have regressed, but there's also a lot of shining, you know, guys that have shined, you know, you have guys like Freddie Freeman that look even better than he was last year. Will Smith is hitting better than he was last year. So, um, you know, I expect a, a few all-stars in that lineup for sure. But, um, yeah, there is, there are question marks and, and Max Muncie is, is probably the biggest one because there is a power threat, but in the playoffs that their issue wasn't power. It was hitting with runners in scoring position and he hasn't provided that. So there are question marks, but there is an ability to get better from that. We get some grief sometimes for not talking enough about the Padres, but um, listen, I mean, they were a team that I was, I was very high on this uh, season that they were uh, my pick to win, not only the West, but come out of the national league play in the world series. Uh, they, they have not played well. Is this something where they're going through, a rough patch or can you see them actually turning things around again you got to remember the run that they went on uh, last year in the postseason they did not win the division but with all the moves that they made and the dodgers really not doing a whole lot i mean the expectation was they were going to be if not the best team one of the top two or three teams in all of baseball your thoughts guys brandon and grant i'll start with grant your thoughts on the padres 
Yeah, the, the Padres are such a disappointing team. You know, there is there is a lot of reason for optimism. I mean, just look at their roster. They have a ton of talent. I mean, they have one of the best lineups in the league. They have one of the best rotations in the league. It's just underperformance. And, you know, I can't really point to anything. It just seems like the chemistry is off. You know, in, in years past, you know, especially last year, the chemistry was off the charts. After the trade deadline, they went on that run, and you could just tell there was some fire. There was some energy within that team. That's a reason why they beat the Dodgers. They just had more fire, more energy, more want. And this year, I'm not seeing it so far. I don't know if it's, you know, the inclusion of Fernando Tatis Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. has been excellent this year. You know, say what you want about him, but he's been a really good player for them this year. Um, that's kind of what they wanted. And, you know, Xander Bogarts has had a wrist issue. You know, that's one of their big signings. He was good up until he had that wrist issue. You know, and now he's he's out of the lineup. He's on the IL. He's working through it. He doesn't want to get surgery. So, you know, that's a big question mark. You know, you have guys like Jake Cronenworth who's hitting about 220, who you just signed to a big contract extension. You know, some of the pitching, Blake Snell has not been the same. Uh, he was a Cy Young winner just, what, four or five years ago. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of question marks with them as well. And, you know, they're way below what I thought they would be. Like you said, Arash, they were my favorite two to win the NL West. And I'm a Dodger fan. I'm going to tell you how it is. The Padres were are one of the most talented teams. This is why I think they can they can turn it around. I do think that they'll get it together, especially if they make some moves at the deadline. But I think they have the opportunity to turn around just because of their talent alone. They have so much talent that eventually it'll get together and they'll, they'll make a run at some point. I'd be more worried about the D-backs right now. I mean, Corbin Carroll is, the dude's 21, 22 years old. He's an MVP candidate. He's going to win Rookie of the Year. Their bats are ridiculous. Big hits. Uh, when the game is out of reach, it seems like they always come back. Now, their pitching is going to be an issue down the stretch, but they're going to be buyers at the deadline. They already have 41, 42 wins. Uh, I can't see a scenario where they don't miss the playoffs as of right now, despite their hot start. Like, that team is legit. Now, I'm not saying they win the division. I think there could be three teams that make the playoffs from that division. I think San Diego will figure it out. I think the Dodgers figure it out. And I think Arizona stays. They don't win the division, maybe, but they're going to get, like, 90 wins. I do think 88 to 90 wins. So they're, they're a threat. Don't get me wrong. I hate the division series, guys. I mean, do you agree with me? You know, I mean, when I looked at again, I, I'm saying this as a Dodgers fan, but you know, a five game series, you you, you play 162 games, and now all of a sudden you get a five game series with the Padres, where if you lose uh, three, uh, listen, the, the whole thing is over. But um, listen, I, I I do think the Padres will turn it around with the with the Dodgers. Like, what wouldn't it be crazy if this was the year? That they shocked. I mean, I don't want to say shocked everyone in the World Series because they're always kind of in contention. But I mean, I had no expectations about this team. I did not think they would they would win the division. Um, and uh, regardless, they don't have to win the division. We we've learned that they can get in as a wild card team. I I would love them as much as I don't like the San Francisco Giants to have a San Francisco Giants like run here where they get in, they don't win the division, they get in as a wild card team, <laughs> go on a run. We'll see. We'll see. But I mean, as long as the Dodgers are in the playoffs, I'll be happy because I'm telling you guys, coming up here, coming up after Tuesday, if we have two gentlemen sweep, not going to be a whole heck of a lot to talk about. So let's hope for the Dodgers. Let's hope for the Angels and the Padres to have some success. All right, Grant, you're the best. Uh, we will continue to read your stuff at the Sporting Tribune. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then... This is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy.
This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.